Welcome to Leadership Speaking Radio. This is episode number 38. It's called Paint the Picture, Not Just the Frame. Folks, welcome back to another episode of Leadership Speaking Radio. I am your host, Dr. Laura Penn, and I am here to bring you a really fully packed episode today. You know, I've been really busy over the past couple of months, and I've been on the road. I've been to Vienna, I've been to Barcelona, I've been to Lisbon. I've been all over the place delivering masterclasses to extraordinary groups of teams, of leaders and changemakers who are hungry for the skills that they need to rapidly and radically level up how they're communicating in front of their audiences. Something about our time in this digital age is making it so that a lot of people are doing a lot more talking. Yep, they're talking online more. They're talking in front of live audiences more. This high-intensity, high-frequency, and high-stakes talking is asking for this skill set of leadership speaking. And I'm just so happy to be able to provide these skills to the students that I have in my master classes. And they're just soaking it up like a thirsty plant. You know what? The most important part of this is that they leave feeling like they've got options, that they don't have to be stuck in the same old, same old, with the same tired limp tools that they've been using all this time. No, they've got options. And these options empower them to show up as the best versions of themselves every time they speak in front of audiences. So that's what I've been doing. And along the road that I've been traveling, I have uh, been picking up a lot of insights and observations about how people are showing up in embodied leadership speaking. You know, these are my buzzwords right now, (laughs) this obsession that I have and what I'm dedicating season three of Leadership Speaking Radio to, this exploration of embodied leadership speaking. And if you don't know what that is, go ahead and listen to episode number 37, where I download what that means and why it's important to me and to the topic of leadership speaking in general. Anyway, I've had my antenna up uh, over the past couple of months as I'm teaching these master classes, and I see things and trends that are showing up in how people are talking. And yep, no surprise, most of my students are in this disembodied state where they are used to just serving from their heads and ignoring and having a major lack of awareness about what their bodies are doing. And it's like I said in episode 37. Your body is not just there to carry your head around, to take it to places. (laughs) Your body is an integral part of how you communicate. And we've become so disembodied because of our online talking during the pandemic years, I think. Um, And now we're used to this kind of like, well, it's just my head. You know, I'm not moving my arms. My hands are clasped tightly, you know, near my torso or they're in my pockets or they're hidden behind my back. I don't know where my feet are. I have no idea what my hips are doing or where my knees are pointing, right? So this lack of awareness about what the body is doing is really affecting everything. Because I always say that what the body does, your presence does. What your body does, your voice does. And what your body does, your mind does. So if you are all in, you know, physical lockdown where your body is shaped somehow like a pretzel, your your legs are crossed, your arms are crossed, you're all shut down. Well, 
that means that your presence is shut down and you're not accessible. We can't feel you. We can't connect with you. It means your voice is shut down. You're speaking in monotones. You're disconnected from your feelings, from your heart. And it means that your mind is shut down, that you're not open to something new, and that you're not available, reachable, or the word I like to use all the time is accessible. Yeah, so I've been looking at a lot of teens that are disembodied. And in the work that I do in the One Day Masterclass, which is six hours of extreme, like, hands-on everything. We are moving our bodies. We're trying things out. We're deep diving. We're laughing. We're crying. <laughs> no, there's no crying, but there is emotion. Because when you unlock bodies, you unlock emotion. Um, you know, we're doing all this work. And when we're doing this work, we are working inside the toolbox that I have created, this leadership speaking method. And we're exploring presence, we're exploring voice, we're exploring body, we're exploring audience connection. And we're putting the body back into all of these places inside the equation again. And what I really want to do in this episode is I want to talk to you about a recent pitch that I helped one of my students to create. And this is sort of typical of what I'm seeing these days. First of all, I'm working with a lot of startups. And some of this is, you know, just sort of hobby pro bono work that I do because I believe in what these startups are doing. And I want to help them and support them to amplify their goodwill into the world and support them to speak so that what they say stays in the room and investors invest in them. But on the other side, I just I'm starting to see the same old, same old in these pitches that I'm noticing that people are giving. And here is the problem, that the average pitch, let's say three minute, six minute, the average pitch is painting the frame and not painting the picture. I do talk a lot about this. Uh, in fact, I delivered a keynote a couple months back at the École Polytechnique Fédérale de Lausanne, EPFL, which is like the MIT of Switzerland. And that was the name, well, my, the name of the talk was called Communicating Sustainability, What's Love Got to Do With It? And I talked a lot about this concept there. If you want to look back uh, at that talk, it's available on YouTube. Anyway, um, is, as a theme, this painting the picture, uh, not just the frame, is a really big idea, folks. And for me, it's an example of disembodied leadership speaking, where you just paint the frame. So first of all, what does that look like? The frame is, you know, what we see around a picture, right? Think of one of those fancy gold frilly ones, uh, old-fashioned frames, that uh, surround the picture, support it, and give it structure, People tend to get stuck in this place when they pitch. They are stuck in the facts, the figures, the charts, the graphs, the details. I'd like to say the left brain <laughs> is doing most of the work. Forget about the body. The body's not in this. It's all the intellectual elements. And yeah, these are juicy and important. And yeah, this is what most people spend their time creating on their PowerPoint slides. But no, that is not what we are going to remember as your audience. No, that is not embodied leadership speaking because it's not using your body. It's not expressing feeling. We can't feel anything when you talk about charts and graphs and facts and figures unless 
you've been trained to show feelings through those topics, which is a skill in and of itself. And I do teach that too. But back to this idea, I don't visit an art gallery to go look at the frames. Do you? I visit an art gallery to look at the pictures. So here's where I want to give you some content, some tools. If you're pitching, if you are, you know, creating a situation where you need to say something in a nice tight package, whether it's a pitch or not, it's sort of the same rule. I want to give you tools so that you can think differently about this whole thing and paint less frame and more picture because it's the picture we remember. It's the colors, the details, the texture, right? It's the feeling we get when we see a picture that we connect with. And this is what I want to share with you here today to give you these tools. The first thing I want you to think about is this thing that people tend to do when they create pitches. They begin with their slide deck. Yeah? So they've got their computer out, they've got their slide decks from way back when, and now they're just kind of cutting and pasting from different slides and making it, you know, new, in quotations, for this new upcoming pitch. And this happened to my student that I was teaching, where he was just putting together old stuff. And I looked at his slide deck. There were three slides. He has three minutes for this pitch. And I said, no. <laughs> and he looked at me like his hands were out and he, he shook his shoulders. He's like, what do you mean no? And I said, no, this is, we're not going to do it like this. This needs to be disrupted. This is the frame. And of course, then I went and, you know, describing what that meant to him. And I said, I want to challenge you to close your laptop and I want you to create the content first. And then based on the content that you created in bullet points, in sentences, in paragraphs, however you create content, I want you then to do the slides based on that. So this is really disruptive for him because this is how he operates. This is what he does. He's an expert, a businessman. And this is how he's been living all these years. Uh, but this was a really disruptive and important thing for him to try out. So he did that. And he came up with this content that was very different because guess what? I asked him to do one more thing. I said, when you create this content, I want you to create it with this question in mind. I said, ask yourself, as a result of this pitch, I want my audience to feel, and then it was like a dot, 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 right? So fill in the blank. And I sent him off and he worked on that. As a result of his talk, he wants his audience to feel... And his word that he chose was inspired. Bravo. Okay. So now we have a word that is our North Star. That is the intention. That is the guiding light. That is the raison d'être to be on that stage that day, pitching in front of this audience of investors. Inspiration. So in everything he now does, in everything that he touches, inspiration is the goal. So how he's going to walk into that space, right, walking on stage, that's going to start the inspiration. How he looks, that's going to be about inspiration. How he speaks and uses his voice, that's going to be inspiring. And of course, the content itself is going to be full of inspiration. And there's something delicious that happens when you have this clear intention for yourself, when you embody your intention. When it's like in every cell and it's working on a DNA level, you glow your intention. 
You glow. In his case, he glows inspiration. He's light. He's lifted. He's wearing bright colors. There's a freshness. He's got a clean shave. There's a sparkle in his eyes. His arms and hands are free. You see, what your body does, your presence does. What your body does, your voice does. What your body does, your mind does. And when you direct your body with an intention like inspiration, boom, there it is. You are living that word. And just for uh, your knowledge and as a side note, you can fill in that blank with any word. You can fill in the blank with, as a result of this talk or pitch, I want my audience to feel connected or motivated, right? Or whatever it is, you know, you make up the word, that word is just going to come out of you because it's, it's where your heart wants to be with that talk. And this then creates the North Star that I described. So let me just backtrack and say I had him challenge himself by creating the content first and then the slides. And I gave him this opening of figuring out what his intention was by him filling in that sentence. As a result of my pitch, I want my audience to feel dot, dot, dot. So then we went into the content part. And at this point, you know, he'd worked the content. It was iteration number one. And I noticed that inside of it, there were a whole lot of I's and me's and myself. And I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. I want you to change this ratio of I and me. So less of I and me and more of you and we. Yes, because it's not about you. It's about your audience. It's what I always say. And this is the red thread that I pull through all of the leadership speaking tools and methods that I've created. This is the guiding principle of this craft. So there he went back to the drawing board, another iteration. And there were lots more you's in there, lots more we's in there, right? Because he needed to talk to the audience about what they needed, their interests, right? Their motivations. You know, they're not going to remember him talking about, you know, what he does or what his company does or heaven forbid that there's a picture of his team up there. And you know these slides, folks. And it's nice. It's, it's, it's wholehearted of you to want to have a slide of your team up there because it's not just you doing this work and you want to acknowledge that. But nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody in that audience cares. They can't differentiate who's who. They don't know the people on the slide. Usually these team slides have lots of names and titles and doctor and PhD. And in his case, his team had a bunch of flags. There was so much going on on his team picture. I was like, nope, that comes out. You can talk about your team, but I don't need to see a picture of it. You can feel pride and love and joy when you talk about this team. And we're going to feel that, but we don't need to see a picture of the team. So anyway, we're disrupting his whole, I'm disrupting his whole thought process. And it's working because, you know, he's, he's going with the flow here. And he's creating this more use than eyes uh, relationship now in his text. And he starts to say things like, did you know that, you know, and he's, he's sharing kind of stimulating questions and using statements inside of his text now that piques the curiosity and the natural interest and motivation of his audience. So again, he's serving their needs and interests. This is what makes a pitch or any kind of talk stay in the room. 
when you're serving your audience what they need, what they like, and what they will benefit from, right? You're talking in their language about your topic. This is the secret sauce. So yeah, so at this point, like, you know, fireworks are starting to happen. He has created four iterations at this point of his content. He has now worked in the you and the the we, and that's totally replaced the I and the me. He has created this content now, and he's ready to make the slides next because the content is ready. And it's what I always say, you know, this kind of work in preparation for a pitch has two phases. Phase one, create the content. Then that's over. Then phase two is the delivery rehearsal. Now you're figuring out how to say what you've just written. And in phase one, you're figuring out what to say. So yeah, there we go. Now we're still working on his pitch. He's going to deliver it at the end of this week. And we are going into our delivery rehearsals now that his content is over. But I wanted to share that with you as a kind of an example of what it looks like to paint the picture and not just the frame. If we hadn't worked together, he would have done the same old, same old. It would have been the me show. It would have been the typical frame, facts, figures, info, scenario of a pitch. And here's my prediction of what probably would have happened. It would have been a pitch that would have just blended in with everybody else's pitch. Everybody else would do the same thing. It's uh, like what it's what I call a horse and pony show. It's one horse and then another horse and then there's a pony and then there's another horse. Everybody's the same. And nothing is memorable because it's not applying to the audience. They can't see any pictures. They can't feel anything, right? And again, by seeing pictures, I'm talking about painting the picture, not just the frame. They can't be inside of that because people aren't making it about the audience. They're making it about themselves. So yeah, this is what I want to give you in this episode of Leadership Speaking Radio, an inside view of what it means to paint the picture, not just the frame. And when you are painting this picture, you are embodying the message. And like I said, we haven't worked on the delivery rehearsal yet. But now that he's put so much soul and heart into creating his content, and he's going to, you know, make the the relevant slides for it now, there's not going to be a lot of slides, there's going to be like maybe two slides with a few words on it, because he is embodying the message. He is going to be living the message. We're going to be feeling the message through how he moves, through his body language and his micro gestures and his voice, because his body's going to be portraying the heart, the picture. He's going to be embodying his message. Yeah, so this is what I want to give you. I hope that you've got some good takeaways here from this. We need to see more pictures, guys, and less frames. And when you have these pictures, like I've just said, then you can embody it better. You can get in there. You reach into your heart. And when you reach into your heart, you touch the hearts and minds of your audiences. So let me start to wrap this up. I'm just so excited to be back here giving you this content today. And I'm going to be looking forward to giving you another episode in the not too distant future. For now, if anyone out there is interested in finding out more about the masterclasses that I offer, get in touch with me. Reach out on the contact form on my website at www.theleadershipspeakingschool, that's all one word, dot com. 
And you can also hit me up on LinkedIn. That's where I live. It's the social media platform where I spend the most time. You find me there at Laura Penn PhD. And I'd love to hear from you folks. Like if you're feeling like your team needs an upgrade, you included, if you want a unique and immersive team building experience that is deep diving, experiential, hands-on, then this is the kind of thing that can activate you into rapidly and radically elevating how you speak in front of audiences, both live and online. And it just reminds me real quick of a conversation I had with a client the other day. He's like, online learning is dead. <laughs> exclamation point and and I just laughed out loud because it's true you know we've all had enough of our online learning thank you very much it served our purpose but now let's get back to live and I just would love to work with you and your team if this is something that you're feeling called to do all right but for now let me just wrap this all up with sending you off I hope that you're all doing a lot of leadership speaking out there. I hope you're taking care of yourselves, taking care of others, and that you're helping to make the world a better place, one talk at a time, through your embodied leadership speaking. Folks, I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.